0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation.
1: This is Melanie, and in the future, the government will make us all a little safer when they rip off Fallout and release an injectable serum to counteract radiation called XRAD.
0: This is Randy, and in the future... Those with peanut allergies will be
2: the first to fall in the great gif-jif wars. (laughs) This is Jesse. In the future, you will unlock a door. You will unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You'll move into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You'll cross over into the Grolix Zone.
0: Wow. That was like your uh that was like a future prediction and
2: a movie quote all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We could just reuse that at the end. And
2: it's a call back <laughs> and it's a callback to our pre show. So Patreon yeah. members, you're welcome. Oh man, we had a great pre-show. We did, too. it was a big one. Almost an hour,
0: almost. All right, welcome to the Grawlix Podcast, episode number 77. Yes. Yeah. Lucky's. Lucky 70's. Seven. S- Slevin. Lucky sevens. <laughs> Lucky number eleven Melanie loves that movie. I do like it. Yeah. Hey, listener, we're going to do something a little bit different this month. Yeah, because it's Halloween month, right? Yeah, it's October. It is Halloween month. So, we're going to switch our two episodes that don't really have anything to do with Halloween around. <laughs> this month, we're going to do our poll list episode first. So, that'll be this episode. You know what the episode's about. You've seen the episode title already. And then, uh, next episode, we'll do our, our usual more freeform feature topic type episode.
1: Because we need some freeform
0: for the Halloweens. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like that you had some attitude with
2: that. <laughs> Thank you. Will, will some of our people have already heard it because we did it live? Oh, my gosh. You're absolutely right.
0: <laughs> if you've listened to, man, but when this episode goes up, if you listen to yesterday's special International Podcast Day live stream of the Garlics podcast that we did on the Electronic Media Collective Facebook page, you've already heard next episode.
1: But we're still going to have an extra special Halloween,
0: of course. Treat. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that exactly. Wow. This uh, this month's all kinds of crazy and uh, mishmashed and
1: jam packed full of fun.
2: Yeah, more fun than you can fit in a regular dimension. This is the Grawlix Zone. It yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> to,
0: oh no! Now I'm gonna have to make. Now I'm gonna have to fit the Grawlix theme song into a Twilight Zone sounding song. Yes. Do it. That'd be a great theme. So, what Melanie was getting at was I think we've, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it before. Yeah. But since it's actually October, it's actually coming now. Uh, So, this month, our first episode is this one, the poll list. Then we're going to do our uh, second episode, the properly edited version of the live podcast day episode that me and Jesse recorded. Yes. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't.
2: Who knows? Who Who
0: knows? Who knows? Well, you know, if you go to Electronic Media Collective on Facebook, and then there's going to be a third Growlix because it's October.
1: It's the greatest month of the year.
0: So the Monday before Halloween, well, it's going to be like two days before Halloween. Halloween's on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to drop our 2018 Growlix Halloween special. Now, last year we did our Swamp Thing audio play, audio drama adaptation of uh, the first Swamp Thing story. Mm Yeah. We're going to... We're going to do something a little bit different this year.
2: We're going to play a game.
0: Do if you want to play? We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we did. Last month we We, did. we promoted we, it exactly the same we, way. We, we
2: made the Saw reference. We made the War Game reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're going, play, uh, we're going to play a tabletop game. And it's going to be. Amazing. What is it? You're all going to die or everyone's going to die.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is a kind of a rules light. And I'm going to. Really push it to uh, to to more of a collaborative storytelling thing. So occasionally I'll be like, "Hey, hey, players! Uh, so this this thing happened, or you see this thing. Hey, Melanie, what's it look like?
4: Oh, look like to okay.
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna
0: try to a <laughs> little bit yeah. of
2: telephone game thrown in there just to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to yeah make it interesting, but it'll be a horror tabletop game in which everyone, all the players are going to die except for one.
1: Yep, the virgin. But, <laughs> but
0: it, well, I, I don't know. It'd be the final. It wouldn't necessarily be a girl, but it'd be the final girl. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't necessarily
0: necessarily have to be a she or a virgin. Ooh. So so sh- is that how we should do it? Like we'll get we'll get everybody that's gonna play together and mm-hmm. designate each of you. Well, no, because then I couldn't designate a virgin because then
1: people would know that
0: that's the person that dies. Yeah. But how this game this is a this is a game this it's one page, rules light. Uh, RPG that some guy typed up back in 2005, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, Melanie come across it online, uh, but it's on like the Live Journals page or whatever oh, yeah, website, yeah. and that's where it originated. And it's such a good idea, but I can't find much else about it. Yeah. So we're
2: gonna base it off that. I might adapt a couple things. And the scary, the spooky thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, is that it's the game is actually haunted, and yeah. people actually die and that's it's why we're wait, for you guys wait is this good should we be doing this this is good
4: <laughs> this is Great.
2: <laughs> it's not actually haunted i don't know it's that from a I'm haunted just, live I, journal. i'm just already playing the telephone game i'm already the changing the rules up. he
0: typed it up in 2005 and no one ever. It <laughs> again. and that was
2: the last thing he ever typed up on live journal 'Cause nobody uses live journal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and since then live journal is dead. <laughs> it became dead yeah. journal. And then nobody used it.
1: <laughs> you know, I think we'll be fine as long as we don't read from any ancient evil texts.
2: Too late. That that's where I'm getting the rules book. <laughs> where, where, where do you think the setting came from?
0: Which which edition of the Necronomicon
2: is this? I I didn't say every single syllable, you know, exactly perfectly.
0: <laughs> I got it, basically. Basically, yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said the words. Uh, so that's what's happening for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So all sorts of things.
0: What other uh, what other in-house news we got going on?
2: Well, i mean, just kind of segueing off of our Facebook Live thing that we're going to do for podcast day. I recently did a Facebook Live about sports because that's what Grawlix listeners want more of. Sports. They,
0: uh, that's our demographic.
2: Yeah, it is. I did it because there was a sports thing happening that night and then it didn't happen in Nebraska. That's a big deal. Yeah, Yeah, football. uh, There was a football game. The very first football game got rained out. Thunder, lightning, all all the things. And so I thought, hey, this is prime time to do a thing about sports on our uh, Facebook uh, our Facebook page. And uh, so I had an ill uh, you know my ill advised uh, live video about all my favorite sports movies. So it's basically a sports list show. Doesn't that sound fun? If it does, you can go find that at our Facebook page, which is just Facebook uh, what is it? Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would I don't think it was an ill advised. I think uh I think it was a great idea for a live video. And even though you're doing a thing about like a sports list movies, it was perfectly Grolix. Like yeah, if the Grolux podcast is gonna do anything with us about sports movies, that's what it would be. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Because that's us, man. I agree. I, agree. I mean, it's you, but I, <laughs> I, I, you. You are us. Uh-huh. I, I'm on. Well, you you deemed the uh, what? What did you say? The most popular or the the greatest sports movie actor?
2: Oh yeah, yes, yeah. In the in the course of that video, I name the greatest sports movie actor of all time, Melanie. Who would you guess?
1: The greatest sports movie actor of all time. Yeah. Um, O.J. Simpson.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what i didn't i couldn't hear it oj simpson yeah you should, <laughs> that, you get up that, on that would be pretty good too because he's in the naked gun movies yep. yeah uh, uh no he's he's so he doubles as the greatest regular film actor of all time so uh bill murray of course
0: <laughs> how many sports movies did we figure he's been in two and like the,
2: the <laughs> he's been uh, in at least two because he's but in you uh, know what? he's in Kingpin, which is a bowling movie, and he's been in uh, uh, Caddyshack. Oh, so, oh, three, three, Caddyshack, because he's the you know he hunts gophers, B- groundskeeper guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he's in Space Jam. Oh, but three
0: sports movies. Yep, great actor, greatest sports movie actor. Yeah, boom, That's, uh,
2: done.
1: Okay, that works. Thugs that works for me.
2: So, so yeah, you're right. It is, it is uniquely, uh, the Grolix twist to That's how, sports. If, yeah, if, if we're going to do any kind of sports thing, it would be like that. You nailed it, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I had this, uh, I had this idea that I was going to do a couple more live videos to get us ready for, uh, the live video for, uh, international podcast day and then i didn't because i got a really bad sinus infection which i mm. still have a little bit so you can you pr- probably can tell i'm a little nasally on this episode so i apologize for that in advance and that's also why i haven't done another uh, live video since then because i was like i'm oh. gonna get better at this and then i got sick instead <laughs> then i got worse yeah way worse <laughs> <laughs> you can at least understand me now but for a few days there it was pretty bad
0: that's all right. I've been meaning. I have. I have videos for the YouTube channel. I need to do. Oh, you've been haven't.
2: updating that like crazy too. Like you uploaded the uh, four-year anniversary video.
0: Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've been trying to. A little part of it is a little bit of playing like catch up on the episodes because YouTube made me angry a while ago, so I stopped uploading our episodes. But I mean, since then, I think I've been asked a couple times: Is the podcast on YouTube? Also, that horror movie recommendation video that we put up there like four years ago really took off recently and our subscribers have doubled and it's pretty much all from that video so huh figured we should maybe let's maybe i should start updating the channel more (laughs) Right, uh, right sometime soon i will include another horror movie recommendation list with haunted haunted house movies although it's, the list is like morphed into something. I don't know. I guess it started with haunted house movies, but there's like Jesse recommended Evil Dead. And I, and I think that still counts. Because it's um, a cabin. Exactly. But like, I don't know. It really made me think about haunted house movies. And I think traditionally it'd be like like a ghost haunting. Like it's a haunting. But there's a lot of movies that seem like haunted houses that are like... I guess maybe it's a possession or something else, but I st- I still think fit. I don't
2: know. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, like, yeah. technically, the evil dead are outside of the cabin, but they get in there and they animate stuff, and it's totally a haunted house vibe throughout several parts of the movies. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. only the first one though. Or wait, the first. The one, first yeah. two. But the first, the second one's almost the. This is the first one over again.
0: It totally is the first one over again. Yeah. Oh well, then yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's it's like a. It's a remake, I guess.
1: So there's three remakes of
0: it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never watched that last season of Ash versus the Evil Dead because we don't have stars, but we will sometime. It'll hit Netflix before. Oh, long. it's on.
2: Uh, it's on either Hulu or Netflix. I don't know which one.
0: Ooh. is it? I think oh, so. I think that's both, maybe that's what we should we should both be watching. Episodes,
2: uh, yeah, I think both seasons are up now. I could be wrong. Oh, I think
0: that there's a no there's there's a third season, oh. uh, that's aired and it's their final season like it's not coming back man i like that second season a lot except for the end the end was crap but it makes me nervous about the third season because part of what made the second season so good i think was we've we've talked about this before one of the showrunners or whatever producers left the show because of disagreement with uh one of the original guys Mm -hmm. not sam raimi and not bruce campbell the other one
2: anyway so (laughs) moving on (laughs) moving on uh as we record this today, I uh, want to give a shout out, and we did on the on the Facebook page, but it is Robert J. Sidaro's birthday today as we record this. So when you hear mm-hmm. this, it will be a very belated birthday wish, but uh, happy birthday if you missed it. We interviewed Robert on uh, one of our most recent Grolix nights. Was that last month or the month before? And he's worked on a lot of things, Owlgirls, Girls, uh, as well as uh, editing so, you know, several books. Yeah he's, yeah, he's worked on lots of stuff.
0: Cyberines. Yeah, Cyberines. Is one of the more recent series he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on, I mean, it should be a Grolux Nights. It's just a regular Grolux podcast, though. It's titled as Grolux oh, Podcast. Right. Uh 73, I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe it's 73. Anyway, it'll say Interview with Robert J. Sedaro. Yeah, you should check it out. And also look him up on Facebook. He's got a public Facebook page. If you don't mind some political posts, follow him there. If you find you're like-minded, you should enjoy his posts. Um, otherwise, look him up on Twitter. He's on there, too. At uh, I think it's funnybook underscore city, something like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. a nice guy. So happy you know, birthday. Also, yeah, happy birthday.
1: He's got lots of stories.
0: He's, he does have lots of stories. I'm still sitting on probably an episode's worth of uh, stories that did not make it into the final interview. So Oh,
2: yeah, I believe it. I believe it.
0: Ev- eventually, when I have some downtime uh, and I'm not watching endless amounts of Netflix,
2: I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> also, kind of running through like Grawlix Nights slash uh, interview <laughs> guests that we've had. Uh, recently, Pete Mitchell, who we we interviewed way back when, was it almost two years ago now? That was one of my favorite uh, interview episodes. Uh, he recently released an album with uh, Bill Zappia. It's brand new and it is of... A lot of '80s cover songs that he is doing, uh, and and Bill Zappia is a very talented uh, jazz pianist, and so they collaborated, and they did this smooth jazz with uh, like '80s pop tunes, and it's it's a really fun and eclectic blend. I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Randy, you listened to maybe a little bit of it. Um I've I've I did. had it on repeat a couple times, so uh, it's it's fun.
0: Sounds really good.
2: Yeah. They, they, their production is excellent.
0: Like, it sounds good. And, and of course, the writing. And, you know, I mean, even though it's, it's, it's covers, it's adapted to the jazz style. And it sounds like really good. You can tell they know
2: what they're doing.
1: Maybe you should send them to me so I can hear them too. Okay. Okay.
2: Oh, and they're on Spotify. So if you, if you want to listen to the music, uh, listeners, you can find it. uh, It's Musings on Mars.
1: I like that title or that. Name,
2: whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a it's a direct reference to one of the covers, which is, uh, was it David Bowie's Living on Mars? So, or Life on Mars? I'm, I'm probably getting it wrong. But, yeah, another Grolic super friend. Go check that out. A couple more things, and then we'll just get right into the episode. Uh, some Some Patreon stuff. Listener and friend of the show, Carl D. Smith... Is on Patreon now. Yeah, I, th- I think I've referenced Carl's work on the show before, especially when it comes to Ocomicon. Comic Con. I'm I'm certain that we've talked about his work before. He uh, he does a lot of different writing projects, and one of them uh, in particular uh, that tickles my fancy is uh, the Draw Your Own Adventure books, which he does. It's basically a story, uh, and there's some illustrations throughout, but basically that's the point of the book: is that you get to create. Uh, the illustrations for the book so you get to envision uh, what's actually happening and uh, two two of the three feature his character Bigfoot Jones the first one is Bigfoot Jones quarterback uh, the third one is Bigfoot Jones hero and then there's one in the middle that is like little patty vampire and there are a lot draw, of draw draw your own adventure draw your is, own adventure that's- that's a brilliant idea. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm, me too. Well, and and uh, also something that maybe is even more in our wheelhouse here is that uh, currently he just re- he just launched his Patreon, but on the Patreon he is kicking off with "Play Your Own Adventure" is his next book that he's doing. So he's creating uh, like a RPG system, and he's starting with game books, kind of like the old. Choose your own adventure style book, but mm-hmm. you actually create a character and then choose your own adventure with that character. So it's a game, it's it's a choose your own adventure slash game book. And so he's cool. he's kind of test running that right now. And all of his first week which is basically uh, creating a character. That's all on Patreon for free for the public, so you can go check that out whether you're a patron or not. And then now he's starting up with the patron content, uh, where you'll actually get to after you've created your character, you can play the character. So he's kind of playtesting his uh, his projects right there on Patreon, which is a cool idea. Very active. very cool, yeah. So check that out. It's uh, I think it's Patreon.com/slash Carl D Smith. Go right to the URL. Speaking of going right to the URL, if you want to check
0: us out, right, <laughs> patreon.com slash garlicspodcast podcast. Don't search us. Just
2: go straight to the URL. <laughs> just go right to the URL. Yeah. Yep. And I wanted to point out that, hey, you know, since we've got some puppet enthusiasts, we're over halfway to our first goal. It just, yeah. just kind of happened. Just like, boom. Oh, we're over halfway to our first goal. So uh, if we can get a few more okay, Patreon... Uh, a few more people to check us out. If you if you'd like to support us and what we do, if you do, you'll unlock tons of extra content. And if we get to that first goal, that is a commentary track for Swamp Thing. And you know you want us to do that.
0: Yes, yeah, Swamp Thing, the live action. I we we have to start with the first one. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, like I know Return of the Swamp Thing is the goofy one. <laughs> but we got to start with the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wes Craven directed. Live action Swamp Thing, ooh, come on guys, get us there soon because that'd be the great—that'd be a great thing to drop around the time that the live action Swamp Thing TV show starts. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: You know, I didn't even know we had goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it, <laughs> we're adults, and adults set goals, and that's why we produce adult content. <laughs> guess, yeah, we're we're goal oriented, yeah. Melanie. Okay, good to know. Thanks. No, we do. Uh,
0: on Patreon, we have goals set for every. Like, uh, the first goal is twenty dollars a month. Uh-huh. Right now, we're sitting with our with our patrons, mm-hmm. our wonderful patrons that mm-hmm. we appreciate very much. Yes, we're sitting at about twelve dollars a month that they donate to us, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so our first goal is at twenty, and that'll cover our hosting. That is one less thing we have to worry about not our website hosting but our our file hosting for podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it at 20. See transparency. Yep. That's what it's going to go to just so you know.
1: Then well we won't have to pay as much for our one pocket.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean as it is the the 12 a month now is very helpful. Like every other month then uh, our patrons cover the hosting. That's great. Yeah. But if we hit 20 a month, that's our first goal is the swamp thing. And then it kind of we have different goals set up after that that I think go up to fairly unrealistic levels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I think the top goal is at $500 a month. No. I, that's
2: probably not going to happen. What? <laughs> what do we do then? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure it was awesome though, because for $500 a, a month, I think we could do something awesome. I mean, some of the goals are stuff like produce
0: a video game series that I've kind of been wanting to do for a while about comic book video games. Oh yeah. Um, Like a YouTube series and stuff. You kind of you kind of did that anyways
2: with your Let's Plays, but this would be uh, a legit. This would be like a this is happening on such and such a time. Exactly. Mm I yeah. I'd have monetary
0: motivation, but also uh, like do comment more commentary stuff for a Doctor Who adventure, uh, Mm -hmm. for for the worst comic book movie of all time as chosen by patron list patrons. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah oh i so want to do talking, that you know <laughs> we need to we need to meet some goals guys some barbed wire spawn or <laughs> uh the old captain america movies or something
3: yeah cool.
0: or oh that old suicide captain squad america. who knows <laughs> i've never seen it but i've seen so many youtube videos about it
2: i i've yeah i well i sought it out because i loved captain america and uh it's mm-hmm. bad it's not good Mm-hmm. the
0: rubber ears man why why
1: <laughs> maybe he didn't have real ears
0: the actor himself didn't have real <laughs> he ears didn't have any ears you're like it just doesn't look right without ears <laughs> maybe
1: it was just a weird farm accident when he was a child I mean we don't know <laughs> it's True.
0: there's a lot about Steve Rogers the side effect of his Captain office. Mid-America
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah where is Captain America from
2: uh, he's I from the Boy. Bronx right oh grew up in the bronx (laughs) that comes into play in uh (laughs) the new civil war whatever all right let's get to it what else we got is that it uh yeah i think that's that covers our in-house news for this episode yes
0: all right so normally our next segment we do later in the month but we're it's halloween everything's spooky everything's spooky so we're gonna mix it up. it's mysterious too. so that's it. that's the mystery. Uh, we're gonna do the poll list review this this uh, episode. Hey, I, I feel bad. I always pick on you for doing it, Melanie. Mm. So the poll list yeah uh, the poll list is a poll on our website. You can go vote on it. Vote on what we read and review. So uh, hit up grollospodcast.com. Uh, you'll be able to find the poll list from there. You can suggest new books or vote on books that are already there. And each month, the one with the most votes, we pick it, we read it, and then we re- review it next month. Yeah. That was – man, I should just keep picking on you so you can spit it out because you do it way better than I do anymore.
1: Nah, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> what?
0: I don't know what I'm saying. Well, that's the problem.
1: Yeah. So what did we pull off the poll list last month?
2: Well, this one's kind of special. Yeah. Well, when we put it on, we put it on the list uh, two months ago and it it just, boom, went right to the top. Uh, We added Mm -hmm. Black Sad, which is published by Dark Horse Comics. And we did that in honor of uh, Patrick's dad from Make Dad Read Comics, who recently passed away uh, this summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, on on Patrick's final episode, he shouted out, I think it was two different books. And so I just added Black Sad to the poll list in honor of, of Patrick's dad. And uh, boom, yeah, right, it, the next month, uh, apparently that really resonated with people because it, it, it quickly shot to the top. It, mm-hmm. it was one of the few
0: books that his dad recommended people read because the whole premise of the show was he his dad was not a comic book reader. And so the idea was, you know, he'd have his dad read comics and they'd discuss it, you know, because Patrick's a big comic book fan. And uh, yeah, of the many 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 books they covered this is one of the very few ones i think he was very like very on board I, with uh, i i went back
2: people. Uh, it's i think it's episode 14 of make dad read comics i went back and i listened to the episode for the book that we are that we are going to cover today and yeah he he gushes about it <laughs> in fact you know like that's pretty early on in the premise of the show and so he's still pretty down on comics on comics he he kind of doesn't even like call it a comic towards the end. He's just like, "I just call this a book <laughs> <laughs> That's funny so, I mean, like that's how enamored he was with it. He's like, you know, I mean, like, and I think mm-hmm. we'll get into some of that, but yeah, he really liked it. and uh, I think at this at that point in the show, he still wasn't down with comic books, but he was really down with this. so
1: I want to jump into it, but first, we have to find out what we're going to read next
3: time.
2: Fair enough. We do have to find out what we're going to read next time. All right. What we will be reading for the month of November, uh, just barely, in the number one spot is East of West is our winner. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, We have a tie for second place. So folks, get over to the poll list and break up that tie. Tied for second place is G.I. Joe, the old Marvel classic run and Chew. Oh, Chew.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Two in the East of West, I know, are two books that I know Melanie would be excited about. Yes, you like those a lot. I do. And I've watched those slowly. Not so slowly. They haven't been on the list that long, but I've watched them
2: slowly rise. I didn't even know G.I. Joe was on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, um, we, we, honestly, I didn't know any of them We mentioned that a, w- a ways back because uh, it was ironic that uh, we had all these Marvel books on there, and then somebody added G.I. Joe, and they specifically pointed out the Marvel, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Marvel okay, classic part. It right. was like, there's a lot of G.I. Joe now, but- Of course, it's the Marvel run. (laughs) You're right, which is fine. I mean, like that is the classic run. That's the Larry, was it Larry Hamas, run, and and it's it's notable. But it it was funny because it was another Marvel book for a while. There, it was just Marvel. Well, whoever added that,
1: I have a finger for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) Black Sad black sad melanie do you want to read these names
1: yeah sure hand me me it hand me them over
2: okay it's written by juan diaz and then it's juan diaz canalis and it is illustrated by juanjo guarnido guarnido Mm
1: -hmm. that's what it looks like to me at least
2: with lettering by studio cutie a studio cutie (laughs) i guess
1: well, they could have at least given her name.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it could could be a unpaid intern. They just didn't want to name them. <laughs> Our studio cuties, you know, the interns. <laughs> we love them. We love those studio cuties. Okay. Yeah, Black Sad. Black Sad's interesting because it's like uh, the creative team. They're Spanish, but I believe. They marketed this over it to like French and European comic uh, audiences, and so we're getting we're getting a couple steps removed. Uh, this is the English translation for something that was released over in Europe,
0: and it's interesting because it's very it's very much an American story. Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, well, very
0: American centric. I think it's set in America, isn't it? Oh, definitely.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Noir. Yeah, and it's very noir, detective noir. I, it's not a film, but, like, film noir. I'm not sure for sure where it takes the first story takes place, but it, that seemed like Hollywood, right? Like, that had to be Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Outside of um, Make Dad Read Comics, I'd never heard of this. Like, I, I didn't know anything about it going into it. This is actually a little tricky to find. At most of the places that we link to as affiliate links on the website, it's out of print, uh-huh. uh, so... Like, it's a little tricky to track down a copy. I'm sure you could probably find it on Amazon
2: or eBay or something, but it's a little tricky to track down. My copy was um, was Comixology. So uh, you can get it for Kindle, and you can get it for Comixology fairly easily. But, yeah, I don't know about it getting it in print.
0: And the publication, since it was for another market and then brought over here, under another publisher, it's distributed by each volume. Mm-hmm. But over here... It's just Black Sad, from uh, it's published by Dark Horse, and what they publish or what what they sell is just Black Sad. Is actually the first three volumes of Black Sad, mm-hmm. right? Elsewhere, it's actually given its each volume is like its own name and you know Black Sad
2: whatever mm-hmm. the chapter title. Right? Are there only the three ever? I think there's there's more. two other there's these are they're collected in what's called like an album which i don't know if that would be like an omnibus or or what but um so this would be the first album it kind of like you Mm -hmm. know how uh tv series and tv season (laughs) Uh Mm -hmm. you know uh so this is collect this would be the first album there's two other albums so there's three uh trades or three three books total Mm -hmm. okay so we're reading what would be the first one
0: so you're probably looking at almost nine stories maybe if it's about the same length Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess so.
2: This one contains
0: three. Yeah. Yeah, three definite cases or stories, whatever. Yeah. Three arcs,
2: kind of. Yeah, I like this, though.
0: Yeah. I like
2: this a lot. Yeah, it was good. Kind of digging into what it is, uh, we we hinted at the fact that it's, it's kind of crime noir. Uh, it, it centers around the central character of John Blacksad, and all the characters are some form of anthropomorphic animal and and so our lead character is this uh black cat for the most part i mean he's got like a little bit of white around his his nose Muzzle oh, like on his and snout and that plays in on one of the cases later on in the book uh-huh. mm-hmm. so yeah he's a very uh, i don't know how how would you describe the style here because like when i say anthropomorphic animal i don't mean like snoopy walking around on two feet i mean like uh he's mostly humanoid but with like a cat head Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's most,
0: most of the characters are, they're very human shaped, human in proportion. That's one thing I was super impressed with in the art. We'll get to the art later. I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot. I was impressed with how well most of the animal heads like were fit to human bodies, like how well it worked mm-hmm. um, proportionally. But anyway, so they, they look like humans, except they have animal heads. Uh, for the most part, they have human bodies. Sometimes they might have some type of animal trait, like a, what would be a fur patch on the chest which kind of becomes a plot Mm -hmm. point. Uh, One of them had a tail, and the gorilla looked very much like a gorilla still. But, I mean, gorillas are kind of human-shaped anyway. But they're also, like, they're skin-colored like fur, Mm -hmm. but when they're naked, because you see a few of them naked, or their hands, they don't look like they're furry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. It looks looks smooth like skin, but it's still
2: fur-colored, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You don't really think about it unless you think about it kind of thing. Like, it, it's not jarring in any real way, I don't no. think. No, it
0: looks good. And other than the fact that they're animals, it's very realistically, from a character design and stuff, it's very realistically rendered. Again, proportionally, it looks like normal-sized humans. It's not like mm-hmm. big animal heads on, like, little cartoon human bodies or anything. It, Yeah.
1: And I think mostly the, the animal characters are there to convey certain characteristics of each of the characters that's why it's why they're animals maybe
2: yeah i think so i think you're right about that
0: yeah the decision to go animals is interesting because while they do it does kind of come up once in a while it's really not that big of a deal like mm-hmm. it, the story could they could be people yeah and they'd be yeah. exactly the same right it's an interesting choice then to go with animals
1: yeah but but you know like the the lizard and the rat they're both kind of like mm-hmm. you know sneaky uh, untrustworthy people that you would think people sometimes think of mice and, or like rats and and lizards
0: well and black sad even mentions like you know some things are in, are still instinctual like he comes across this rat character and mm-hmm. he just does not like yeah and he's like you know yeah i'm a cat after all but in the second story when they get into like there's it's very much about race it's a a lot of racial divide comes into it. Mm -hmm. It's not among the animal species. It's among the color of their still of their skin or their fur. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was weird. So you have established that there's these different species, but when race comes into it, it's still about the color of their fur. Mm -hmm. So you've got different species, but if they're white, they're white, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at, the way people are say a species would be representative or mean the animal species is representative of the country you're from. We still don't care what country you're from. If you're a racist, you're still going to think that all the white people from those countries are the people. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. We don't have to get into a huge like plot synopsis. The theme of each story is fairly basic. Mm -hmm. So we could probably touch on each one.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, The first one is a pretty good introduction to the character Mm -hmm. without necessarily feeling like any kind of origin story or anything right uh because it's still built around this case or this yeah kind of a mystery but it's 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 the hollywood homicide thing it's uh an actress has turned up turned up murdered mm-hmm. happens to be black sad's ex so he has skin in the game
1: mm-hmm. and he's not actually on the a case for it it's no. just they called him in to like identify her and whatever
0: yeah yeah, he's a he's yeah he's a private detective. He's a, he's like an independent detective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they called him in, but then was like, "You stay away from this case." But like, he's course. not supposed to work it, but of course, yeah, yeah, he's going to. And eventually, he becomes the only one to work it because the cops get pulled off of it because, of course, there's ties to someone higher up. You know, mm-hmm. I like Black Sad. I found that some of what I thought the first story set up character wise didn't pan out like I might have expected mm-hmm. because the spoilers he ends up straight up murdering he ends up straight up killing the guy responsible Mm -hmm. it's
1: still murder even if it's
0: it's murder no he kills him in cold blood the guy doesn't have a weapon he he smirked though i love that bit yeah (laughs) and it sets it up to where most stories like i was expecting that the typical kind of letdown. although you shouldn't i guess advocate for whatever it's 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 whatever where you're like oh he's not gonna shoot him then you flip the page it's like oh no he's dead yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it establishes that like, Black Sad's not a bad dude, but he'll do what he needs to do. Right. Like he'll he'll get revenge. Mm-hmm. And also like he's kind of a wreck. His office is a mess, and he talks about you know how it's basically pretty good representation of of his state. And I don't feel like the second two stories that we read, the two and three, mm-hmm. really play into
2: that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They're a little more straightforward into the case, whereas this gives you a little more snapshot into him personally.
0: Yeah. So in that respect, I think the first – I liked them all, but I think the first was my favorite actually. Mm -hmm. I I mean I like the social commentary. They all kind of have it a little bit, but the other ones are – the second one's definitely heavy social commentary or not even commentary, just a story about these social issues. Mm -hmm. And it pulls no punches. And then the third one's very much about this point in time the, the, the with the blacklist side. and stuff. Yeah. The first one feels a little bit more character driven. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of story I'd gravitate towards. The other ones are there's good character interactions and stuff, but it is it is more plot, more about the case.
1: Yeah. I like the first one. Also, I don't know if I like it the most, but um, the end was the part that made it the best to me. Yeah, because they, pl- they play with the whole, well, you're not going to shoot me, though, because you're the good guy kind of a thing.
0: I will say, I think the second one, though, had some of the best lines, mm-hmm. some of the best dialogue and moments mm-hmm. that, I know I just said it's like pulls no punches on like the racial aspect of the story, but it had a, a lot of funny moments to me. Yeah. That made me laugh out loud. So yeah. while I was reading it, <laughs> Black I like his attitude. Like Black Sad still, he has a good attitude through all of it. Right. Like he's cool. It's just the the second story is just like more just, just him being cool and dealing with the story. Yeah. Right.
1: He's like a little, a little bonsai.
0: Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I was I was, I was gonna about about reference
2: anyway. bonsai. I was like, I feel like bonsai. Give him a gun, and him, <laughs> him <laughs> and Black Sad <laughs> might be on similar pages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except he'd be like weekly, and he'd have too much spider buggy exhaust.
1: Yeah, and and we'd be living in horror because he'd be like, feed me now. Oh yeah, <laughs> like with a gun to our head.
0: <sighs> you want to be a spider buggy, Black Sad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a deep cut ladies and gentlemen we haven't referenced the spider buggy in a while uh
0: the second story was weird they mentioned the arctic is that what their was that supposed to be their name was that just alluding to like make everything white
2: or I think so was yeah
0: that also the name of their group
2: well you also think, think, think of like the, one of the characters is like an arctic fox you know like a lot mm-hmm. of the arctic animals they blend in with the surroundings oh. of an arctic, you know.
1: Yeah. And the polar bear guy was one of them.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no that one is straight up KKK and kind of neo-Nazis like they were like the when they first show up and you're like, "Oh." Mhm. Well,
2: well, well, one of the very, very first pages. <laughs> they've got a little bit of like graffiti on the wall and it's Arctic Nation and it's a snowflake and I I thought, "Holy cow, that's interesting." When was this made? Because I kind of love that. I did even pick up on the
0: snowflake thing. I wonder. I wonder um, if original cover to ass- this
2: album as published in two thousand three. I guess. Oh, okay. It would okay. still be well before the snowflake thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's just a happy coincidence, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of love that. Um, like I said, in this case, it's, it's pretty much the white people are the ones with the white fur. So mm-hmm. I guess. All the other ones are just the not, the not, I don't know. They don't say pure, but not pure. They have
1: specific enemies, which are the black animals, like the crow. There's there's
0: some black crows. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and a couple others. But I I mean, in general, it's all, all of them are not white, you know, even though the the ones they mostly war with are the black ones. And it's set in some like little like rundown suburban area that's dying and,
0: yeah, it's the whole, like, they st- They started building this uh, airplane plant or something like that.
1: It had been running, and then when the war ended, that's they it. closed it down so that nobody had any jobs. And
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is all, like, in case we didn't mention it, this
2: is all, like, period piece.
1: Mm-hmm. Like the 40s, maybe?
0: Yeah.
2: This yeah, is, yeah I, it feels it. like this is definitely after World War II.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cause, and the third story has to do, like, that one, the rooster guy is definitely, what's his name, that did the... Uh, they had the trials, the, the, com- oh, McCarthyism. The is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The third one is all about that.
1: Yeah. Um, but the, but really it starts off about a missing child.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. This, this one, this story, it does. It starts off with about a missing child and, uh, it gets tied into local law. Like the, what is it? The, the commissioner, police commissioner or mm-hmm. whatever, the local police commissioner. Mm hmm. Jumping back for just a second to the first story, I like the German Shepherd, uh, cop, the commissioner buddy yeah. of yeah. Black Sads. Yeah, he ends up being a cool character, and we've seen him just barely in the third one, mm-hmm. right? But, anyways, yeah, so the local cops are corrupt, it's, mm-hmm. it's very much like the southern KKK situation. Very much like some of the stories feature music, like the lyrics, oh, playing yeah, playing out, and this one has. Like, a horrible song in it. I think that's actually a real song. It is. Like, they even denote at the bottom what song it is. And it's a yeah. song about strange fruit hanging. And I was
2: like, oh, holy crap. Yeah. Well, and this polar bear guy, he, uh, he's he's the police commissioner, right? Or the chief of police, something?
3: hmm Yeah.
2: Well, he's got, like, a Confederate, uh, w- like, a saber from, the conf- from like, the Civil War Um, he's got the Confederate flags hanging up in his office, that kind of stuff. So they're, Mm -hmm. I mean, like they're making direct references to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It handles, I think it handles that subject matter. Well, it's interesting, like applying it to animals, I guess it doesn't really change it much. It does add some interesting stuff. Like the fact that black sad is a black cat, except he's got the white snout. And when dealing with both the white racist people, and the was the black crows? Yeah, he doesn't really get by with either of them because I guess he's slightly mixed. Yeah, but in both instances, his comments around the, his muzzle, I think, are great. Mm-hmm. The, the the white animals start harassing him in this bar. Him and his weasel reporter buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a weasel, a ferret, mm-hmm.
2: who stinks weakly. Yes, yeah. yep. He's like a yeah. He's a reporter. But he's, you get the sense that he's kind of a paparazzi style reporter, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little sleazy, kind of. Mm-hmm. But he befriends Black Sad,
2: which makes for a good, I think,
0: character dynamic between the two. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're getting harassed, and he's like, you know, a black cat. And he's like, well, what? my muzzle's white. What? Mm-hmm. Or what's this kid? Or something <laughs> yeah, like mm-hmm. that. Like, he just yeah. has to look so good. But then oh, when some black animals are like, I don't know who, why they're accosting people. They're, they rob a store or something.
2: They come in. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they want protection money or something, don't they?
0: Yeah, there's some t- some type of deal, and Black Sad's having none of it. And he's the one guy's like going to put oil or ink or something like mm-hmm. he's got on his hands. And he's about to touch his face, and he says, "You know, you put as much as a freckle on me, and I will end you." Yeah. I just loved it. I was like, "Yeah, Black Sad, don't mess around."
2: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> he's kind of shafted. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's
0: super cool. Like he is. He's mm-hmm. he's super cool. Even in the first story, he he's still cool, but he gets the crap beat out of him a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. but that's be, that. Rich people money get, buys you lots of strong people. Uh-huh. But in this one, uh, the whole the whole story though, it's like this big weird twisted plan that's been going on for like a lifetime.
0: Basically, yeah,
1: and it's insane it's insane that people would actually do that it's almost like an afterthought i feel like of the story
0: oh the uh the actual, the actual uh, plot yeah. of like what the re- big reveal kind of yeah i don't want to say it's convoluted but it's definitely like you're not going to guess it yeah because it's out of nowhere yeah
1: or at least the initial crime maybe i should say if mm-hmm. not if not the, the plot you know the, that whole crime story it's like oh and to, to make all this happen we had to connect this little girl
0: yeah really you're right the plot itself is just kind of Running into and examining like this little kind of racist organization and the impact on, oh, and just how it, this rundown s- suburb is dealing with things. Like, it's just kind of an examination of that. But with this kind of twisted plot, this twisted mystery kidnapping thing just to kind of launch you into it. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It is kind of an afterthought because the big reveal happens after I was like, okay, well, this story's done. Mm-hmm. And then we get the reveal of, like, really who motivated it.
1: And it, it is all, it's it's because of the racism, and yeah. it's all about revenge and, and
0: whatnot. I know we usually do spoilers, but I'm, yeah, intentionally not saying what the deal is. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, though, that one chick, she's pretty heartless. Yeah. I don't know what I can say without saying too much. Her
1: family, getting her, her family all up involved in it?
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. Like, pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And it does not, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. It does not end happy at all. I was a little thrown by it, it does have kind of an upbeat ending, not for anyone involved other than Black Sad and Weekly. Mm-hmm. Like they end up with, like, haha, kind of like, oh, we're off to drive to another or whatever, you know, they kind of have a funny moment at the end. Mm-hmm. But the little kid and mm-hmm. just the whole thing is kind of sad, yeah. 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 And uh,
1: I know we don't want to, we're, we're trying not to super spoil, but I'm very confused about whether. The polar bear knew who that that was because he couldn't be with her but he was married to her
0: so I was like it seemed like he didn't mm-hmm. but if he didn't like would he really agree not to touch
1: yeah. her ever I don't know that's that was that's the whole that's what has bothered like stuck with me I'm like I don't I don't understand the nature of their relationship really and, and even if he and, was and worried his ab- part
0: yeah even if he was worried about the risk like why about being you know his his first wife being exposed Mm
3: -hmm.
0: why would you risk that though knowing who she is yeah if he did know yeah i don't know it it, known because i i I, think uh... i can't see him Mm -hmm. uh, i can't see a character going for it or a person just in general yeah okay be like okay well you know what you're trying to hold some like blackmail over my head but if they found out this situation would be worse than the original blackmail so yeah right
1: i don't know it's strange okay just wondering I like this one also, but I don't think it's my favorite.
0: Oh, so is the third one your favorite?
1: Um, maybe.
0: I think the maybe, third yeah. one
2: is my favorite. Uh, Interesting. For a couple okay. of different reasons, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: well. okay.
0: Well, you guys, yeah, tell us about the third one then, because I liked it. I don't. it uh, I mean, I mean, I, I say least favorite. I think one and two I liked a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you guys go ahead and take take this one. All
1: right. Go ahead,
0: Jesse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to pass it to the I was, I was waiting for that. Um, okay, so what the third one is called Red Soul. And it is, uh, like, it opens with uh, Black Sad is, I, I don't know if the first two basically were kind of where he's from. But in this third one, he's kind of freelancing, like he's a bodyguard for this, this wealthy, like, High roller type of type of turtle guy, <laughs> and uh, so that takes him all over the place. Yeah, he finds himself when we come to that story in Las Vegas mm-hmm. because
0: he made a promise to a character in the last story that he'd go to Las Vegas. So. Yeah, yeah, which oh, is that's right. I missed, okay.
1: I think he lost a bunch of money too because that's what happens when you go to Vegas.
0: Yeah, because he's not a you know he's not a bodyguard, but yeah, he needed money, so he took that job, mm. right.
2: So he's some kind of some kind of personal personal assistant slash bodyguard for this guy, and uh, it puts him in puts him in position to uh, to come in contact with what the the German Shepherd character again. That kind of leads him into uh, an opportunity to like reconnect with some characters from his past. In particular, uh, this this owl character, and I forget what his name is. Right, uh, Otto Lieber, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: And. Uh, this is a this is a character that uh, apparently was a teacher of Black Sad at, at one point in time and really made an impact on John, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. in that kind of uh, mentor mentee kind kind of thing. And I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of seemed like it was implied like uh, Black Sad didn't really make it through college, but he still. Yeah, you
0: know, he said he said he lasted like a year. He only made it a year or something. Yeah, yeah.
2: But at the same time, he still had like this connection with this. Uh, with this teacher. And so um, kind of reconnects with them. Uh, but at the same time, it's like they, they go to basically a lecture that this, that this character is giving and he must be connected to the communist party in some way because, or, or at least he's uh, he's seen that way. He's seen as a communist because uh, there are picketers they're They're protesting outside of the lecture. And uh, mm-hmm. we kind of, we kind of get wrapped up into this whole it's, it's basically kind of a red scare type of story.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the there's, there's a name, there's a distinct name for the real world equivalent to this, that time period where McCarthy was, there's the blacklist
2: and they had the trials and they're the Bolsheviks. You might have Bolsheviks in your washroom. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. And Sad through this owl guy ends up like hanging out with this group of artists. There's a writer and uh, just this kind of group of free thinkers and academic and types. I mean, really involved in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one goes all political. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like political, uh, not political, I guess kind of political intrigue. This one definitely has the stakes at which black sad gets involved in, in it. Huge stakes like dealing with the hydrogen bomb and stuff oh yeah and like okay. that it's pretty interesting oh yeah because
2: he's like a scientist yeah
0: yeah that's the it's on atomic energy or whatever is mm-hmm. what the speech is and he's supposed to uh played some part in developing this and mm-hmm. you know of course everybody's like you know th- there's the people that are like you help them make this horrible bomb Mm-hmm. And he's like, but this could be used for energy. This could be used for good. Like he's the, the owl guy is that kind of character, you know?
1: Yeah. After he, they reconnect or whatever, and they go off to a party with a group of people, apparently that frequently are together. That yeah. they call the 12 apostles.
0: The 12 apostles. Yep.
1: And he's a scientist. There's maybe that, maybe there's a couple other scientists, but the rest of them are like artists of varying natures.
0: He saves I the, forget.
2: Uh, was the Dalmatian guy? Uh-huh.
0: From drowning? Uh, yeah. Drunken, yeah, the Dalmatian guy he does not like because he's like a mess. He's just, what is he? I guess he's he just like a salesman. He's just a kind of a big mouth, right?
1: Well, and not only that, he has Dalmatian qualities in my opinion. Uh, like he's nervous and, uh tw- you know, he's nervous and he's very like up- uppity maybe. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he has to run around and like be scared or stuff. I don't know.
0: The Army McCarthy hearings.
1: What I was going to bring up was the other character that was mistaken for him. I think he was a turtle. Or was he another owl? I think he
0: was another owl. Okay. But he was wearing the professor's hat. Yeah. And he gets murdered.
1: Murdered.
0: By this lizard guy. And of course, but he was really trying to go after the professor.
1: He wasn't a lizard baby. He was an alligator.
0: Oh, was he? Yes. Yeah, he he was drawn with a very, it's very like narrow, Mm -hmm. weird snout. Yeah. That this murder attempt on his professor mm-hmm. and then also kind of getting involved with the writer woman mm-hmm. is what pulls black sad into this whole mess. Right. Ends up being a deal where the plans for this, for the bomb are going to get sent to Russians and mm-hmm. their version of McCarthy is involved.
1: And they're like blackmailing him, trying to pin a murder on him that he didn't commit. Yeah. They try like, to straight like, yeah. up blow him up. Yeah. That too.
2: Yeah. And well, they
1: weren't trying to blow him up, I don't think, but
0: they were trying to blow up. The alligator was going to blow up the professor.
1: Yeah, and he yeah. went to rescue him. But it's interesting to me that toward the end, the that character that they're trying to murder has like a an epiphany or something and kind of a breakdown. It's connected to it. Mm-hmm. Basically being like my whole life was the opposite of what I wanted it to be. I wanted to be helping people. And instead I was hurting people. And I, you know, every, every time I thought I was sitting with the right side, it was the wrong side.
0: Yeah. Because he had ties to the Nazis. Like there's a picture of him with uh Hitler. What was the animal it was Hitler. He was a dog or something. Probably. Yeah. So there is this whole thing. He's like an escaped Nazi war criminal. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, he was hanging out with a,
2: the artist was like a concentration camp survivor. Yeah. Or something. What? He was hardcore no. too. He was like a, he was like a Jackson Pollock slash Picasso type of archetype, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And yeah, and he was dying. He was coughing all the time, and he was from Spain. I think, or either Spain or. I think he was supposed to be like a Picasso because he even wore the striped shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting.
1: And that's the one that they kill. Oh, to Hitler
2: was a cat. Oh, a cat.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Well, no, I can kind of see that.
2: But <laughs> cats can be you know, evil.
1: Yeah, they can be, and and they're charismatic yeah. in general. And he's supposed that was you know part of the reason that he became so
0: powerful is because he did was I guess. Mouse ever sh- have a Hitler character?
2: I don't know. I can't.
0: I can't remember if they ever actually show Mouse or show
2: Hitler in Mouse. I'm I trying to think remember so. what they I made think Hitler because so, it was very much just that one man's. Uh, yeah, it was more view of it. Yeah, and he probably yeah. wouldn't have been face to face with Hitler at any point. No. Yeah, you're right.
0: His the love interest thing. Yeah, I, I thought was interesting, and it's also kind
2: of like
1: I didn't. That part was I, maybe I the
2: weakest part of the story for me. I mean, yeah,
1: because I didn't. Nothing was going to come of that.
2: The flirtation was interesting. The the setup mm-hmm. was interesting, but it also just felt tacked on.
0: It was very obvious what they were doing and i get like the i get the payoff but no you're right it did feel tacked on because
1: maybe it was maybe that was just in the american version because we have to have a (laughs) because we need one
0: yeah
2: we gotta have it yeah there's gotta be a love interest (laughs) in this book somewhere complete with the uh niagara falls angle (laughs) because that's where you go that's your romantic getaway we need more cat breasts (laughs) yeah (laughs) our quotient hasn't been met Sexy, sexy cat boobs.
1: Well, if they had done it right, they would have had a whole couple extras right below that, but <laughs> no,
0: they didn't no. want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: no, they didn't go completely uh, anatomically.
0: They're, they're humans. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. no, they're human. Because we see several naked cat, or they're mostly cat ladies. Yeah, it they're all cat ladies. ladies yeah,
2: the sexy ladies are usually cats. Yeah, or at least, at least uh, his love interests are. That's true. Interesting.
1: I wonder. I wonder if they have other species you know, well, I guess. Yeah. Cause that one wasn't the second lady and the second one is, wasn't she like a cat or a dog? And then the guy was a polar bear.
2: Well, that was, that was the, the marriage. Yeah. The marriage was, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know how, how far we go into the resolution of this whole thing.
1: I think that that was part of my favorite thing though. Why I like this one so much because, because it was like, all like secret code type, not code even really, but you know plans to thwart this evil plan to save the world kind of thing
0: uh-huh I like the I like that and it seemed very much like Black sad did it like he he thwarted these this big plan that would mm-hmm. have like uh global uh, ramifications uh-huh.
1: by switching a sticker
0: by switching a sticker and like nobody knows yeah uh, like he didn't yeah. tell nobody. Nobody, And
1: that's the way it is. You know, I was reading an article recently about uh, the however many times the world was about to be destroyed by humans and it wasn't. And we don't know anything about it.
0: This is a, yeah. Like one one dude somewhere did something.
1: Yeah. I told game. you about that one one. The the, the around um, Cuban Missile
0: Crisis. Yeah, yeah.
1: That one guy was like, no, let's, let's just wait. I bet. I bet it's not. I bet it's not what we think it is.
0: And he saved us from unnecessarily going to war. Uh-huh. And nobody knows. Nobody knew anything for like decades. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I really like this one, uh, and it, it's, I guess, really what it comes down to for me in this third one is how he really writes and plays with characters and just flips your flips your feelings about each character uh, mm-hmm. in unpredictable ways. Like, uh, you don't like, you know, like that, uh, the Dalmatian character. You immediately dislike him, and you don't know why, and you think maybe he's a bad guy, and he's, he's leading auto the the professor you, you feel like he's he's the shady character he's the one doing these things behind the scenes but he's not he's 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 actually just kind of a coward you know yeah uh, yeah i mean so like you have this feeling like oh he's the shady he's bad guy no nah. well but he's not <laughs> he's just he's just a guy not a particularly brave individual not you know just He's just kind of there, just living his life. Uh, then you've got the professor who you who you kind of like immediately because, well, because John Blacksad likes him. You know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you've got this really likable connection here, and then you find out all the terrible things he's done and is continuing to do, and you and mm-hmm. you have to reconcile that a little bit. Like, the guy means well, but he has done some legitimately terrible, horrible things.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know. I just I, I felt like. He, he wrote compelling, interesting, and uh, very flawed characters. Mm-hmm. Even John Black said, in, "In the way that he, he, he makes the right choice, but he also could have made the choice in a way where he could have got everything he wanted, and he just decided not to." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the thing that held him back from being able to go meet? He
2: basically he had got- to be detained uh, to sell the the whatever. Yeah, he initially got arrested or
0: whatever, picked up there. That's when they were framing him. Mm-hmm. He did that to protect uh, Otto again, I think. Apparently, he was out of commission for two weeks or something, he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And couldn't get a hold of of her. I can't remember her name, but yeah. the writer.
1: And how messed up is it that they just didn't check the uh, expiration date on the stuff and
0: kill people? Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, FBI agents killed that guy. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to frame Black Sad. Mm-hmm. I could totally see us doing that
1: though. Yeah, yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. weren't they still doing the like the um, experiments and stuff? I want to say they were. We were knowingly letting people die, at least if not if not actively killing them. Mm-hmm. So you know, there you go.
0: I I liked all of them. I liked them. I liked them for sure. I liked all three of them. I liked the whole book, and I, I love the art. I liked the ferret character, and I liked that he shows up in the third story. But not much, yeah. Because they don't need him. He's there, like he he has a couple scenes, and he's totally in character, it's humorous. Mm-hmm. But he's not shoehorned in, like they, he, you know, he's not necessary to the plot. He's not all well, that well, involved. He had a purpose. Oh, he did. they, they stayed at his place, and and uh, he gave him that stuff,
1: and he's like, if anything happens to me, there you go, yeah, release that stuff, which I imagine he's gonna release anyway sometime.
0: Oh yeah, that was the oh that oh yeah that never really panned out. Oh, you're right though. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Although he had the the names of these um, high up people
1: that would would be saved in the event of a nuclear that's
0: it
2: uh, yeah. you know catastrophe, War, yeah. but
1: only ones on there were people that supported that senator.
2: Mm-hmm. That guy was re- really cocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it because <laughs> he's a rooster.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay let's talk about the art yes do it I'm
1: not going to say I'm other, anything other than I love it because I'm not an art person but
0: or not a real one yeah the art in this is amazing yeah. I think it looks fantastic uh-huh. constantly though.
2: it's so good I agree I think that's one of the other reasons that I like the third book so much or the third chapter is uh, like I love the way that they use warm and cool colors in in the book. And in particular, there's a couple of panels and I even put them on Instagram because I just couldn't wait. I love the way that he plays with like that sunset lighting
4: mm-hmm.
2: when they're on the campus of the, uh, of the college and the way that the light goes through the trees and is on the foliage. And, and I was like, holy cow. And there's a cat and an owl person in here. I mean, like you take the cat and the owl person out of here and this is just a, a beautiful little, I don't know, study. Uh, architectural Mm -hmm. study. I mean, I could see this in somebody's watercolor sketchbook.
1: I'm almost the opposite because I am amazed by the city scenes where it's like, there's just so much, so So much much going on all the time. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: Well, that was my other part was when, uh, when uh, Lieber is like wandering through the, uh, the derelicts, You know, like when he's kind of he just escaped getting blown up and he's kind of having his little breakdown and he walks through, you know, like where people are just like panhandling for money and hovered around like fires and in uh, vacant buildings, old churches, that kind of thing. Like just the detail that goes into all that. You've got like people's wash hanging from building to building on on these clotheslines and those are just in the background. Like, that is is a detail, like, if I were drawing a panel, I wouldn't even put that in there. I wouldn't even bother with that. But it's there, and it's it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, super detailed, for sure. I mean, in that first story, the couple of shots we get in his office, or panels we get in his office, it's just cluttered with stuff. There's almost so much detail, it's overwhelming. It's like, whoa,
2: what is all this mess? He does that a lot too. Like he'll just mm-hmm. he could just put a picture of Lieber with Hitler. But instead, it's I mean like it's the top photo, but it's in a stack of photos. Like they really sell that they've got all sorts of information on this guy. And and rather than just zoom in on one thing, they've got a whole pile of it. And he really does piles well. And then also the character
0: design, I mentioned it earlier but I think the character design is very well done because first off, like Black Sad and like the big characters look like they actually have mass. The proportions are always spot on, perfect mm-hmm. on all everything. The art is always perfect. But like the animal heads work, even though it's so strange and there's a, just a ton of different animals. I don't want to say realistic, but it looks plausible if you're going to have a <laughs> yeah. human human animal. That's what it would look like they use the
1: animal faces i think to help convey some of the emotion in ways that
0: the expressions are great. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic. The facial expressions are mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, i agree. They're great. Yeah, you get a lot of angry characters, you get you know, there's some sad characters, but the expressions are always spot on. And even subtle stuff like um like black sad, he's got one of the more well, maybe i'm not going to say basic type faces, but you know, it's a cat face. So there's not a whole lot of line work and stuff, but it even sells his subtle, like, like suspicious looks or like, Mm -hmm. Oh really? Like just the little eye, (laughs) Mm -hmm. eye emotes. Like it works. And the color is uh, Jesse mentioned like the color, but the color is spot on. It's pretty good. There's one page in particular that really sells this little switch over from the the end of the at the end of the second story there's like two panels up top two panels on the top of the page where they're at the graveyard and it's very kind of washed out and pale and dim and then the n- bottom two panels are at the school and it's super bright and super colorful and uh like on one page right there you get a nice juxtaposition of it yeah where it's all snowy and Mm-hmm. just looks wet and cold and miserable and then oh, the next yeah. page it's it's blue sky
2: and it's still snowy but, but it looks crisp yeah, like and, it would yeah and the reds yeah. pop and yeah
1: makes it seem clean
2: mm-hmm. i was thinking about a a page where uh i think the uh, black sad's getting ready for the funeral and uh it's just him putting on a tie and you see the facial expressions. It's like, he's just processing everything that's happened and there's music. There's that song playing in the background and then weekly, <laughs> weekly pops in just, just like in the middle of it. And that, that, that look on, on uh black Sed's face, like, of course, weekly's here. And why wouldn't he be, <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. like, yeah. like he's both, he's neither, he's neither annoyed or amused. He's just like, okay. All right. <laughs> And it's just an expression that's like, "Wow!" I mean, you just conveyed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not just extremes. It's, it's like a bemused a from
2: their look, like an almost an apathetic bemusement. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is great because the next page or whatever, he is when he, he finds out the like a reveal or sorry, type oh, thing. Oh yeah, the big kind of twist. Uh, weekly hands in the paper and he's like I'm afraid I won't be shocked and then the next one is like wide eyes and Uh like oh like he basically obviously is shocked so yeah yeah
0: yeah. no this is this is great I'm surprised
2: I don't hear about this more yeah I I really hadn't heard about it either
0: I'm almost surprised this isn't a movie
2: right you know let's do it (laughs) Let's, let's make it a movie
0: let's just do that I mean you could make it yeah you could make a film noir movie out of this easy and you you know wouldn't even have to you wouldn't have to make them animals, but you should. You should though. That would make it very. Oh man, that'd make for a really weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> because, like in the comics, in the comics medium, like you're used to kind of that. You know, you're like, okay, whatever. It's a serious, gritty detective noir story with mm-hmm. anthropomorphic animals as the characters. Mouse kind of makes you ready for that when she get like one of the more most celebrated graphic novels is. Uh, anthropomorphic real life holocaust story Mm -hmm. you you kind of accept a serious story like that but in movies like there's not a lot of precedent for
2: that now yeah yeah exactly unless you count fox and the hound (laughs) yeah
1: well well there's there's a lot of movies where there's you know Back in the 80s, okay, when I was growing
2: up, <laughs>
1: they weren't afraid to kill off some characters and make you cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that true.
2: A, well, like Bambi, page yeah. one.
1: Yeah, Bam- <laughs> Bambi's mom. Yeah, or I guess those weren't cartoons, but Never Ending Story. Oh, yeah. With the horse. Oh, that, that was that awful. It was, Attra- was.
2: Was it Atraxxus? hmm mm-hmm. Something Atreyu, like that, yeah. Atreyu's horse. But those are mm-hmm. still kids-
0: stories or stories for kids they're yeah. just you know oh yeah more heavier you. than what most modern kids' stories are yeah these this is this is a kids are not kids would be bored by this
1: right well they have i don't know that they're serious but you know like the heavy metal ones and um
0: well and that's the other thing when they do do it though it's part of the whole thing is they're cartoon characters but it's adult mm-hmm. and this is just an adult story yeah with animal characters yeah like it's not like a sausage party or something where it's like it's it's a cg animated movie but it's naughty you know right right this is a detective story there's gonna be a a naked murdered woman on the first page but they're animals it it doesn't like you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not exploitative it's more like animal farm
2: you know i mean yeah it's
0: mm -hmm. just here's the thing here's the scenario they're animals but this is the story it's yeah you
1: know. Yeah,
2: that is so well done. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on board with, uh, with Dad's ultimate. <laughs> this is like, this is just art. Yeah, like you, you, you can call it a comic book if you want, but it's just straight up a beautiful work. Yeah, yeah I'm really surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm just really surprised. I don't hear this admission more, and maybe it's just I'm not keyed into the right circles. But mm-hmm.
1: well, some of the books that we have read, and some of the books that I wanted to read. I had to search for it to find out about it too. It was like just there for me to find out about, it, you know,
0: that's true. I mean, it's, I guess it's hard to get past the big two and superheroes.
1: Yeah.
2: When dark horses, dark horse is really good for that kind of stuff. I mean, like, yeah, if you want to find something that pr- probably wasn't on your radar, it's uh it's maybe coming out of dark horse or image comics. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause images kind of started to fill that role.
1: Yeah, a lot of what I've gotten into in my comic book time has been from Image. But there's some from Dark Horse, too, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I would recommend this. To everyone. It's good.
1: Well, maybe not children. <laughs> not yeah, children. I mean it's,
0: it's, 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 a, it's an adult story. There's there's some violence. There's some yeah. There's some cussing. I do appreciate that they did the whole racial thing, and they don't pull punches, but also didn't feel the need to drop the in bombs and stuff. They yeah. didn't yeah, to, yeah. feel the need to drop racial slurs. Mm-hmm. They'll show you... People hung, and they'll show you animals in KKK outfits, burning crosses. But you know, they didn't need to drop the slurs, so yeah, I did kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I, I was would... not even something I thought about while reading it. It's just sitting here talking about it, thinking about it. I was like, oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't do that. That's, that's the only good. caveat yeah. I would
2: probably throw on recommending this to people is I would, I would. Uh, if people are reading things and they don't want to think about politics and they don't want to think about social issues, if you're going to read this book for escapism, then this is probably not what I would uh, recommend. It's not a light, fluffy uh, escapism piece. It's it's going to make you think you know, like all, no, th- especially- all three of them did, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. that's true.
1: But I mean, it depends on how you want to escape. If you want to escape like James Bond style, this would still work.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure.
0: I, and I think the second one, you, no, you're right. They all three do. I think the second one is most more tied into, I mean, it's the race thing. If you don't, like, kind deals. of, just only because we're dealing with race and well, white and, supremacy and real, money, real bad right now. Really? The first one, I think, kind of had a big, well, I guess the second one too, but the first one definitely had like a corporate, right. rich, powerful type thing. Yes. Yeah, so well, that's almost your that's just Weinstein
2: very, kind of situation. Your Weinstein-style (laughs) cover-up,
0: yeah, exactly. The third one is, I mean, it's it's a political. The story is a political kind of intrigue-type thing, but and not to say it's not relevant, but it's so tied to the times that Mm it just feels more like political historical, Yeah. yeah, politics. So yeah, but it
1: does make you consider the duality of man.
0: I will say, I didn't have trouble following word balloons, but. The little tiny squiggle line they use to attribute who's saying what, and it wasn't an issue most of the time, sometimes it's almost unseeable.
2: They don't, yeah, they don't do the black outline to the the word bubbles, like they leave them lineless.
0: There'd be a couple times I'd read a panel and be like, wait, who's saying this? And then you just, oh, well, that's the character's closest to it, Mm -hmm. so it's them.
1: It it seemed like it went more from left to right than up and down, like some of them do.
0: yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Which once I figured that out then it was then I didn't have any issues.
0: And there wasn't a lot of like issue with because a lot of times my word balloon complaints are where there's there's word balloons all over and you can't tell where your which balloon you're supposed to go to from the mm-hmm. last and th- I didn't really have that issue. I just wasn't always
2: sure who was saying it until I like really looked at it. Yeah. Well, like in particular with the second story, you have a lot of those pages where it happens at the graveyard and, and uh, it's like ink wash style. So it's it's a very subdued color palette anyways. So that that word balloon gets kind of lost in that anyways, but the tail of that word balloon is like non-existent. Yeah. Because it just blends in with the snow.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's really my only complaint and it's minor and it will only come up a couple times that I even was like confused. Yeah. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you
4: secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers?
2: Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you?
3: If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid Of? Horror Paranormal Show, Friday nights at 9pm on Para-X Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What Are You Afraid
4: Of? of of on Para-X
3: Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs, with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We, we are, are ready, ready to, to scare you. you.
0: Para X. Yes, I have no new letters. Uh, if you want to send us a letters, if you wanna, if you want to send us a letters, please. If you want to send us a letter, be a part of the show. See, give us loveins letters at grolixpodcast.com or you can even call a phone number and leave a voice message and we'll play it on the show. And here's time travel Randy to, to say what's up. Whoa, whoa. Who turned out the lights? Where did I end up now? This stupid time traveling Blinkitron, I swear. <laughs> there's
2: a, a Blinkitron. It's just going. Oh. It's, a, oh, it's okay. Oh, crap. Shh, shh.
0: Just stay asleep. Okay. Alright, well, right place, wrong time. Uh, This is fine. This is fine. I'll just leave him a note. There has to be some paper around here somewhere. Man, it's dark. where's Where's some paper? What's this? Puppets. Pokemon. Here we go, paper. Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future.
2: There's, there's important donuts. There's, there's just... Why why would they do that? That's stupid.
0: Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future. Just leaving this note to remind you to let listeners know how they can send us their feedback for the letters page segment. Be sure to tell them they can send us an email to letters at com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com and we'll read it on the show. If they'd like to hear their voice on the show, they can send us a voice recording or do it the old-fashioned way. Pick up a phone and leave us a voice message. The phone number to do that is 559-426-6427. That's 559-426-6427. Or an easier way to remember it is 559-4-COMICS. Tell them to try to keep it under two minutes. And remember, we do a clean language show. Regardless of what the YouTube algorithm says. Thanks. Alright, now just to leave this on his nightstand.
2: He's spider buggy.
0: And with that taken care of, I can try to get back to episode one hundred.
2: There's too much exhaust.
0: Wait a minute. It occurs to me I have a unique opportunity here. Hmm. That just might be too much magnificent manly beard for one podcast. There can only be one. This is Melanie
1: with my brains and your looks, we can go Grolixes.
0: This is Randy. How could I have known that murder could sometimes smell like Grolix?
2: And this is Jessie, of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, she walks into Grolix. Thank
0: you for listening to the Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Verbal Arrow Studios. For more Grawlix Podcast, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Grawlix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. It was the bottom of the barrel, and I was scraping it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, you're about as romantic as a pair of handcuffs.
2: (laughs) I had a funny feeling as I saw the house disappear, as though I had written a poem, and it was very good, and I lost it and would never remember it again.
0: Those are harsh words to throw at a man, especially when he's walking out of your bedroom.
2: He was a guy who talked with commas, like a heavy novel. Over the phone, anyway.
0: What else is there to think about, except my job. My dirty job.
2: Oh, my. The coffee shop smell was strong enough to build a garage on.
0: Okay, how much did they give you? I'll top it. You can't top this. They said they'd let me breathe. <laughs> you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Death's at the bottom of everything, Martins. Leave death to the professionals.
1: That's cemetery talk.
0: (laughs) What? Wow. That's a great... See, I love those lines. They're like cheesy,
2: but perfect. So good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's so many of these. Life is a bucket of... With barbed wire handle. Wow. (laughs) I can't even say that one on this show.